At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every goal, every game, every point, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a game-winning goal in the final seconds of overtime or a shot on the goal in the first period. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only. Must be present in Virginia. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. You just heard from two newsmakers in the National Football League as we welcome you to Football Full Circle, live right here on the Sports Grid Radio Network. Sirius XM, Channel 159. He is also a newsmaker. That would be Joe Lisi, and I am Ben Stevens. Joe, as we get ready for week number 13 in the National Football League, it starts on a Thursday in Foxborough between the Patriots and the Bills. There are tons of storylines we are following for the Sunday slate. Deshaun Watson's return, his debut for the Cleveland Browns and a visit to his former team as a seven-point favorite on the road in Houston against the Texans. His first game in nearly 700 days, Joe Lisi, in a National Football League regular season matchup. We talked about that yesterday, but we also heard from Aaron Rodgers yesterday, Joe, on the Pat McAfee Show, where Aaron likes to get transparent and share all of his feelings. He said he had good scans, Joe, following the rib injury that led to him exiting early on Sunday night against Philadelphia early on in that fourth quarter. And he wants to play and expects to play this weekend in Chicago against the Bears team that he claims he owns. Joe, we have seen the line reflect that. The Packers went from a three-point favorite yesterday to a four-point road favorite today. So, Joe, we know what Aaron Rodgers wants to do, but what should the Green Bay Packers do with their quarterback spot? Yeah, I mean, at the end of the day, I would I would maybe even split them. Aaron Rodgers for a half and give it up to Jordan Love in the second half. You have to see what you have in terms of the backup quarterback. Moving forward for 2023 and beyond, is this the quarterback to take the rain and the torch from Aaron Rodgers and potentially be an elite quarterback in the NFL to lead your team to a Super Bowl? That is the bottom line. Just win a Super Bowl. And that's why you threw a boatload of money at Aaron Rodgers, right? $50 million to keep him in in Green Bay. Nobody thought that Devontae Adams would bolt for the Las Vegas Raiders, and I think that now they're stuck. They have to make a decision, and you might as well see what you have in terms of Jordan Love. They're not going to catch the Minnesota Vikings in terms of the divisional lead. At the end of the day, maybe a wild card, but that's asking a lot out of this team, especially after that effort last week in, in Philly. 
Yeah, Joe, there's still no make playoff odds available for the Green Bay Packers. But if you look at the playoff standings here, entering week 13, and we'll use this caveat a ton over the coming weeks, if the season ended today, dot, dot, dot. But if the season ended today, the Green Bay Packers would be in that 11th spot in the NFC, far on the outside looking in at that postseason race. And right now, Joe, they trail the team that occupies the third and final wild card spot, that seven hole in the NFC, the Washington Commanders by three full games. So a ton of ground to be made up here with only Joe as it stands five games to play for the Green Bay Packers. And I think that's part of the conversation, right, Joe? If the Packers go on the road and win this week against the Chicago Bears, who at the moment have the worst record in the NFC, does that mean Aaron Rodgers should keep playing? Does that mean the Packers really have a true hope, however small it might be, to make the postseason? No, right? And so I think from a front office perspective there for Green Bay, although you are tied to Aaron Rodgers this year and the two years following for a substantial sum of money, at a certain point, when do you shut down Aaron to see what you have in Jordan Love? Aaron Rodgers said right there in the clip, Joe, at the, at the top of the show, if you have that competitive nature in your heart, it's the right thing to do. You want to be out there playing. And that's all well and good. But it's also a business here in the National Football League and a team that needs to project out its future because Aaron Rodgers is now playing in the NFL for close to two decades, Joe Lisi. So you need to see the guy you drafted in the first round surprising everybody around the league and what Jordan Love has in his third year. So it's an interesting spot, right? It's an NFC North rival. It's the Chicago Bears who are struggling right now. The Packers are struggling too. And the Packers are a four-point road favorite in Soldier Field. All of that, Joe, is a part of the conversation to maybe win one football game. But that win in my estimation, doesn't really mean much for the rest of this season and certainly doesn't mean much for the rest of the Green Bay Packers going forward. And that's why I personally would probably turn my attention to Jordan Love. Yeah, I mean, you can can make an argument for both sides. But at the end of the day, you want to get the younger player ready. That's that's what this second half of the season is for for the Green Bay Packers. Yes, you want to make the the wild card and and potentially sneak into the playoffs. But you also want to develop the younger talent on the roster so that you are prepared and ready for 2023 if, if another major injury happens. That's what it's all about in terms of the rebuild and turning your attention potentially to the draft and next season. At the end of the day, we don't believe that they're built to win the Super Bowl this year. The defense isn't. So you got to turn the page at some point, Ben. Yeah, absolutely so. We'll see what the Packers do moving forward, but we did see the line move again from three in favor of Green Bay to four as it currently stands, an indication that Aaron Rodgers is probably the starter at quarterback. More FFC up next. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every basket, every game, every point, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a three-pointer at the buzzer to tie the game or a player that goes two for two at the foul line. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 
21 plus only. Must be present in Virginia. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. We are back on Football Full Circle. Entering week number 13 of the National Football League regular season, Joe. Here we are now about to be in December, right? December is where the calendar turns, and every NFL game, Joe, we watch from this point on through the rest of the regular season will feature a graphic that we describe as, quote, in the hunt. What the postseason picture looks like and the team's still battling for one of those playoff spots. So, Joe, let's use that to project out. And we start in the NFC, because right now, Joe, again, the caveat we will always use if the season ends today, dot, 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 and of course, it does not. All four teams from the NFC East division would be in the postseason. The Eagles as the divisional champs with the best record in all of the National Football League, but the Giants, Cowboys, and Commanders, Joe, all would be in those wild card spots in the NFC as well. Joe, do you think it's realistic, truly, that all four NFC East teams will be playoff teams come the end of this year no I, I think one one team will be out I think hmm. three will be in one will be out and I think as it sits right now I think it's going to be the New York Giants uh, we wow. talked about in terms of them capping out and maybe peaking in the middle point of the season and you know since that Thanksgiving Day loss to Dallas I think it's been a slow regression right we saw them lose to Detroit we saw them lose to Dallas they have a very difficult ball game this weekend against Tyler, Taylor Heineke in Washington that's trending up so we'll see how it plays out, but I think it's the New York Giants. I think Washington right now, because of Taylor Heineke's performance and how the team has rallied behind him, much like the New York Jets rallied behind Mike White last week, he's done it now for seven straight weeks, and they get this victory in MetLife this coming uh, Sunday. I think it'll be Washington, Dallas, and Philadelphia barking for the playoffs and potentially a Super Bowl championship. Yep, and that will be a big, big thing of what we see now moving forward. Joe, it's a really big point you bring up as well. An interesting scheduling quirk in the NFL this week that we will see again in three weekends' times. The Washington Commanders, Joe, are a two-and-a-half-point favorite now. The line working even more in favor of Washington on the road against the Giants in MetLife this Sunday. It's very interesting because not only is Washington favored in this matchup, Joe, maybe echoing the point that at least projecting out and forecasting, Washington has a better shot of making the postseason than Big Blue at the moment. Washington will play the Giants this Sunday. Then they have their bye week next week. And then as they return, Joe, they will host the New York Giants. So back-to-back games for the commanders in the division against the same opponent, both being the New York Giants. It's a very interesting quirk here, Lisey, that I think you bring up a really good point will affect how this division looks and how the teams look in terms of hopefully hopefully making the postseason. 
Yeah, I mean, at the end of the day, I mean, this game could go both ways. It's not going to be easy for Washington, but we'll see how it plays out. At the end of the day, I, the, the reason why I'm down on the New York Giants and, and why I believe the other three teams are poised for a great position, and let's take the Eagles out of it because we know they're the best team in, in terms of the conference. But you look at Dallas, you look at, obviously, Washington compared to the New York Giants. The Dallas defense is much better. The Dallas offense is more complete with Dak at the helm and those playmakers at every level. And the way you see Taylor Heineke now stepping up with Terry McLaurin, Logan Thomas, we see now B-Rob coming on in terms of the rushing attack. They are a legitimate offense. And if they do get Chase Young that comes back and maybe spearheads that defensive front, they are definitely headed in the right direction. Where are the New York Giants? What's the identity? We know Saquon's there. We haven't seen a legitimate wide receiver step up outside of Darius Slayton. If the ball game does fall on Daniel Jones's arm, well, I'm not so sure he can he can lift this team up the way Heineke has. I just it's just not a knock on Daniel Jones. It's just I feel like they're limited right now, and that's where where I would bet against New York in terms of the last six games of the regular season. I'd be shocked if they do all of a sudden start to turn it around and maybe put up points and outscore teams in the second half of the season. Two really good cover teams right now, Joe, in terms of New York and Washington at the moment. The Giants tied alongside the Titans and the Bengals for the best ATS mark in the NFL this year, 8-3 and three against the spread, and the New York Giants 6-1 against the number when booked as an underdog. This, of course, is a short spread at home, less than a field goal. Joe, the Commanders, when they've been booked as a favorite, have been really, really good this year as well. They are 4-1 and one against the number as a favorite this season. One of the games they did not cover because they lost outright technically a slight favorite against the Lions that second Sunday of the year. But Joe Washington has not only won six of their last seven games, they have covered in all six of those victories as well. And in terms of the Giants being really good as an underdog, six covers against the number, but five of those, Joe, the first five, in fact, excluding... Thanksgiving Day against the Dallas Cowboys came via an outright victory as well. And Joe, when we look at the make playoff odds right now in the FanDuel Sportsbook and you compare the New York Giants to the Washington Commanders at the moment, the Giants are plus 110 to get into the postseason. The Commanders are minus 152. So the odds, Joe Lisi, agreeing with you there. So Joe, if it's not a team from the NFC East. If one of those four jumps out, it feels like the Cowboys are pretty much a lock. The Eagles are certainly going to be a lock if they win the division or not. And then one of those other two, you think it's going to be Washington. The odds agree. Who's that other team then, Joe? Would it be the Seahawks, who now drop to just one game above 500 and out of first place in the NFC West? Or is there another team in the NFC you think can make a run? Now, I'm still buying into Seattle. Now, we saw them take a minor step back, but I think it was due more to schedule and just matchups. I think if we're talking, you know, New York and we're talking Seattle, it's not even close from an offensive perspective. And we saw Seattle dominate that matchup a few weeks ago by 14 points. So at the end of the day, I still buy in to Geno Smith. I still buy into the offensive attack. We saw Kenneth Walker come on. That secondary has still played good for the most part, have kept them in ball games, even though they got abused by Josh Jacobs in the rushing attack this past uh, weekend, I still think it's Seattle because of the offensive capability 
and the way that Pete Carroll has coached this team much like a college team, I don't think all of a sudden they're just going to fold it in. I really think they'll regroup. They'll yep. bounce back. You'll get a second-half run again. It starts this coming Sunday. I, I think they could win that matchup, and then it just maybe they can go on a two- or a three-game heater, and then all of a sudden they're knocking down the wild card. So uh, – are they a divisional leader right now? No. I think that now yeah. San Francisco has proved that, but we'll see how it plays out. That's why they play the games, Ben. The Seahawks right now, Joe, a seven-and-a-half-point favorite on the road in L.A. against the Rams, who things continue to go from bad to worse for Los Angeles. Not only are they without Cooper Cup on the IR, Matthew Stafford has been sidelined. No real timetable yet for his return. Aaron Donald has a high ankle sprain, and Allen Robinson out for the remainder of this year as well. This Rams team, Joe, seems like they are going to fold it in on what has been a disastrous season following the Super Bowl 56 victory. So the Seahawks not only a seven and a half point favorite on the road in SoFi this upcoming Sunday afternoon, they're also minus 355 to make the postseason. And Joe, one of my favorite phenomenons to monitor this year in the NFL is the fact that all four teams in the NFC East had four of the 10 easiest schedules based on win total projections entering this year because the NFC East had lived up to the name of the NFC least the last couple of seasons, certainly two years ago when Washington won the division with a below 500 record. So that was the idea entering this year as well. The Giants had the easiest schedule. The Birds, the second easiest schedule. Washington somewhere around 7 or 8. And the Cowboys also in the top 10. Now, Joe, remaining strength of schedule, the Giants have the hardest. The Commanders have the second hardest because the Giants still have four divisional games left. Both of these coming up against the Commanders and two against the Eagles as well. All right? It is time to set the stage. The last rankings before the final rankings for the college football playoff. Joe Lisi and I give our reactions up next here on Football Full Circle. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So... No, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every basket, every game, every point, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a three-pointer at the buzzer to tie the game or a player that goes two for two at the foul line. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only. Must be present in Virginia. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. We are back on Football Full Circle. It is the last set of rankings before the final set of rankings for the college football playoff. He is the mastermind of the college football playoff.
football pigskin. That is Joe Lisi. I am Ben Stevens. So, Joe, we have the CFP rankings as they were revealed on a Tuesday evening to set the stage for conference championship weekend. In all of the college football playoff scenarios and the implications that will come from the results of the conference title games all around the country. Joe, it wasn't necessarily unexpected to see the order that we have these last set of rankings before the final set of rankings on Sunday that will ultimately determine the top four of the college football playoff. But it was very impactful to see where they stacked up, to hear the rationale in what can still change in these next coming days following conference championship weekend. So, Joe, it was really a conversation about the top six, maybe the top seven, but we'll focus on the top six. The top four went exactly as we expected. Georgia, number one. Michigan, number two. TCU, number three. U.S into the fourth spot. Ohio State falls to five after the loss against Michigan in Columbus this past Saturday. And Alabama moves up to number six. Joe, did you have any issue with how the committee ranked those top six teams? I would just say, you know, the only argument may be Tennessee because they beat Alabama, but they're thinking big picture where with Joe Milton, it's not the same offense with Hendon Hooker at the helm, right? So if they have a doomsday scenario where, let's just say, I don't know, three or potentially all of them lose games, you still want to have a backup plan that has a complementary team to possibly crack the college football playoff. Now, if it's only one team, let's say TCU – loses, I still think they're getting in. But if it's USC, then it's next man up, and then that would be an open the door to Ohio State. And then they have Alabama there with the former Heisman Trophy winner Bryce Young. So it's sort of a safety net. But you can make the argument Tennessee is deserving over Alabama because they beat them head-to-head. On resume alone, Tennessee has a better one than that of Bama. I will always value wins more than I value losses. And in the direct head-to-head game, although Alabama was on the road in Rocky Top and they lost on the last second field goal that pushed the Vols to a huge victory over Alabama, their first in 15 years, they still, Joe, beat Alabama. And that needs to matter more than the loss that Tennessee suffered against South Carolina or not really being competitive at all against Georgia. Alabama's two losses both came on the final play of the game by a combined four points. I get that. But Alabama's wins are absolutely nothing to write home about. And we'll further discuss that, Joe, as we compare Ohio State to Alabama, five versus six. But frankly, the reason that Tennessee is in that seven spot behind a team at number six in Alabama they beat in the head-to-head matchup is twofold Joe in my mind first last week they were ranked behind Alabama both teams took care of business in their rivalry games with big multiple score victories Tennessee's not necessarily going to jump Bama in that scenario twofold as we get going here the college football playoff selection committee needs to evaluate this Tennessee team And although Joe Milton led the Volunteers offense to 56 points and a 56-0 route over Vanderbilt, it is a different team now with Joe Milton as the quarterback than it was with a Heisman frontrunner in Hendon Hooker before he tore his ACL, unfortunately, in the fourth quarter of that game against South Carolina just a couple of weekends ago. And Joe, when you project out for the college football playoff and trying to make things as competitive as they can possibly be, it is a different evaluation. When Hendon Hooker is your quarterback, 
quarterback, and Joe Milton is your quarterback. So although I do hear the volunteers' points about the idea of at this point we should be ranked ahead of Alabama because we have the head-to-head, they are also projecting out with this final set of rankings before the final set of rankings because given what happens on conference championship weekend, Joe, they need to have those other scenarios in place. Yeah, absolutely, and we talk about it. Now, if USC loses, there's no way the Trojans are getting in, not as a Pac-12 champion. I I do not care. It's Caleb Williams. It's Lincoln Riley, that great victory over Notre Dame. They are out. Now, uh, I mean, the the scenario says that Georgia's definitely in no matter what, even if they lose, let's say, stunningly to the LSU Tigers based off LSU losing to A&M last week, Georgia's definitely getting in. You can't even yep. make the argument, even if Georgia loses, that Alabama deserves to be in there. But what happens if Michigan loses? I'm just saying, what happens if Michigan, TCU, and USC all lose? Do we still Michigan's put Michigan still in? in? Right? Michigan, TCU. So then so then the only team that's really alive is Ohio State. And they need what they need really more than TCU losing, they need USC to drop. They're rooting on Friday night for the Utah Utes and then Ohio State, in my opinion, cracks the college football playoff. Joe, it's a perfect point. And that's the conversation, right? Right now, right? Presenting the scenarios that are still a realistic possibility. Here's how I see it. There's the idea of chalk this weekend. The top four teams, Georgia, Michigan, TCU, and USC, are all in action, all playing in their respective conference championship games this weekend. And all four of those teams are favored. Georgia against LSU, Michigan against Purdue, TCU against Kansas State, and SC against Utah. But Chalk Joe isn't the chalkiest of chalks for the teams ranked third in the country, the Horned Frogs, and the fourth-ranked Trojans. Now, Georgia is an 18.5-point favorite against LSU. 16.5 points is the spread for Michigan in favor of the Wolverines against Purdue. But TCU Joe is just a a 2.5-point favorite in a Big 12 title game rematch from earlier this year against Kansas State, now a top-10 team, by the way. And USC is also only a a 2.5-point favorite in a rematch from earlier this year, the lone loss for Lincoln Riley and the Trojans against number 11 Utah. So although, Joe, both TCU and USC are favored, and if it goes chalk this weekend, hey, it's done, it's easy, wrap it up, there's our four, Georgia, Michigan, TCU, USC, the idea of the favorites prevailing as the odds indicate isn't necessarily a home run or to make the analogy in football terms a touchdown at this point yeah absolutely I mean that's what it that's what it comes down to there's always going to be some drama on the last weekend of college football in terms of the SEC championship games we saw last year with Alabama needing that victory over Georgia just to be alive but at the end of the day it's great to have the conversation where Alabama is basically on the outside looking in and the and that we do basically have four fresh teams even though Michigan was there last year it's a new team with J.J. McCarthy at the helm. We see the, the moving parts around Stetson Bennett. It's not, you know, maybe a potential dynasty in Georgia being built. And at the end of the day, we still don't have the front runner in terms of the Big Ten in Ohio State in just yet. We have two teams that USC and TCU that were potentially thought of maybe in the yep. first half of the season, but really came on in the second half and are really showing that they deserve to be there. Absolutely so, Joe. TCU was unranked. 
in the preseason AP poll. And here they find themselves a perfect unbeaten 12-0, playing in their conference championship game, albeit a short favorite, but favored to win that game to cap off an undefeated 13-0 conference championship winning season, which is a testament to the Horn Frogs. Earned, not given all year long, Joe, for Sonny Dykes, Max Duggan, and the Hypno Toads out there in Fort Worth. And frankly, it seems they are going to have to prove it again in the Big 12 title game against Kansas State. So let's go there, Joe. As we discussed, in my opinion, presenting the scenarios, Georgia is in regardless of a win or loss against LSU. But again, they're an 18.5-point favorite. Michigan, also a lock in my mind, a three-score favorite against Purdue. Although the spoiler makers, when they see a number two next to your name, they tend to like that. Nine wins over AP top two teams in its history, Joe. The most by more than double in all of college football history since the AP poll came around in 1936. Anyway, let's go again to the rest of the scenarios. TCU, Joe. Unless they are absolutely wiped in Dallas, in Arlington on Saturday afternoon by Kansas State. I'm talking two touchdowns or more. I expect TCU to be in, win, or loss. At least I think the Horned Frogs should be. We'll get your thoughts on that in just a moment. Joe, I think USC has to win. And there could be an argument there, depending on if USC and TCU both lose. But I think USC has to win because if USC is not a conference champion losing in the Pac-12 championship game to the same team that beat them twice this year in Utah, their argument to make the college football playoff really starts to become soft, and that's where Ohio State would leapfrog them with only one loss in my mind. So if USC wins, Joe, they're in. If I lose, I believe they are eliminated. Yeah, I mean, that's basically what it comes down to. You know, we know that Ohio State had the the, the front runner for the Heisman Trophy in Stroud. They had a first-half lead against Michigan and didn't make the adjustments and let the, let the game slip and got absolutely yeah. abused, outscored 28-3 to in the second half by Donovan Edwards and J.J. McCarthy. So, yeah, I mean, Ohio State, everybody's got – a weakness. Everybody has something or a blemish on their resume outside, obviously, Michigan, TCU, and Georgia right now. And you can make an argument for for either or one loss team. You cannot make an argument for a team like USC that is not a conference champion. And obviously, that in that scenario, then Alabama would get in over, let's say, if TCU is out and USC is out and they put in Ohio State, then Alabama would be the first two loss team ever to crack the college football playoff right i think if tcu loses in a competitive game even against k-state in the big 12 title and usc were to lose it would be tcu and ohio state still in ahead of alabama we'll continue that conversation up next on football full circle sportsgrid.com betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24 7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering real-time odds predictive betting models expert picks and more want the edge then get on the grid sportsgrid.com reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest but let me play devil's advocate here let's see so no that's a good thing uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem uh, reese's you did it you stumped this charming devil At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every goal, every game, every point, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a game-winning goal in the final seconds of overtime or a shot on the goal in the first period. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. 
It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only. Must be present in Virginia. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. We are back on FFC. We are presenting the CFP scenarios entering conference championship weekend in college football based on the last set of rankings Joe Lisi before the final set of rankings coming on Sunday following the results of Friday night and all day Saturday in conference championship games. So, Joe, I think it's significant as we move now from the top four to five and six that Ohio State was ranked ahead of Alabama. I agree with it very much in essence because I will always and believe wins should always be valued more than losses. And simply, Ohio State has a single loss. Alabama has two losses. There are some, Joe, including our co-host on College Football Today, Kevin Walsh, that would tell you he wants to see what a team looks like at its worst. When you are losing a football game, did you keep it close? Were you capable of winning that football game and keeping it within margin? And based on that idea, Alabama's two losses this year against Tennessee on the road, against LSU on the road in Baton Rouge, two top 15 teams at the moment, that both of those losses happened on the final play of the game, both by a combined four points, really not that big of a knock against Alabama. It is clear to see that even at their worst in losing football games, they're one of the best teams in the country. I disagree with that premise wholeheartedly. I think they need to win a football game to show me they are one of the best teams in the country. And if you look at Ohio State's loss in the fashion of which it happened last Saturday in Columbus, it is not a good one. Michigan has one of the best wins in the country this year, but Ohio State has a pretty dismal loss, Joe, when they led by three at the break, 20-17, to shut down Michigan's run game in the opening half, but the best scoring offense in the nation could only muster up three points in the second half as Michigan outscores the Buckeyes 28-3 to for that 45-23 Win. It's a bad loss for Ohio State, who was favored by eight and a half points in that football game at home. But it's only one loss, Joe, and Alabama has two. And I'll make the argument even more that Ohio State's two best wins this year are much better than that of Alabama's two best wins this year as well. But, Lisey, what do you think of Ohio State versus Alabama? Who has the better resume at this point? Uh, it's, it's like, you know, my heart says the better team is Alabama. Sure, but the resume says it's it's Ohio State because of the fact that they did knock off Penn State. That's a quality win. Penn State is at least ten and two. The best win that Bama has is Ole Miss. What are they? Nine and three, right? At, at oh, that's not even day, that's not even their best win. Well, that, I mean, what, what's uh, Alabama's They're, best win? Alabama's Texas? best win is Texas on the road. Uh, Texas is uh, the highest ranked team. Alabama beat on the road in Austin. They're the 20th team in the country, Joe. But as you well know, they were a 20-and-a-half-point favorite. And they played the backup quarterback in Hudson Card and still could only win that football game by one point. But that's their best win. 
I know, I know. I just, I'm like, I'm torn between Texas because they show signs of greatness and then they lose to teams like Texas Tech and they lose down the stretch and you say, which Texas team are you getting, right? So that's the problem with the Longhorns in terms of completely buying in that that's their best win. But I'll give it, I'll give it Texas, right? It was in the beginning part of the season. There was a lot of optimism. So at the end of the day, I still think it's Ohio State. You know, Ohio State was dumb. Uh, you know, they beat uh, Notre Dame in an ugly game, but they still won week one. They did knock off Penn State, and, and at one point in the fourth quarter, had a 19-point lead after all the turnovers and held on for basically a six-point, 13-point uh, win. So, I mean, you have to say, in Happy Valley, nonetheless, I would give the inside edge to Ohio State from a resume perspective. Yeah, I would as well, because here's the facts of the matter. The, both, the best wins for both of these teams, Ohio State and Alabama, both happened on the road. Both of those teams did not cover in those football games, although Ohio State still won by double digits on the road in Happy Valley against number eight Penn State. And there might be some out there, Joe, that say to themselves, ah, Penn State's not a great football team. They had the eighth best strength of record in college football this year and are ranked eighth in the country with their only two losses coming against number two, Michigan, and number five, Ohio State. Penn State is a better win than Texas flat out. Texas has lost four football games. Penn State has only lost two. Both of those happening on the road. Both of the favorites did not cover. Ohio State's opening weekend win against Notre Dame is better than Alabama's second-best win, which is against 24th-ranked Mississippi State. Joe, you could throw in Ole Miss if you want, and maybe last week or two weeks ago certainly looked better than it does now, but the running Rebs are not ranked in the CFP rankings, and they are not even ranked in the AP poll entering here conference championship weekend. So Ohio State has better wins. Ohio State has a better margin of victory so far this season. Ohio State did not play an FCS team like Alabama did, and Ohio State only has one loss, and Alabama has two. Here's to the point, Joe, that I think you alluded to, but I don't really think you believe in, is the idea of rankings in general, whether it's an AP poll or certainly the college football playoff rankings at this point. There will be some out there that argue Alabama is a better team against Ohio State. If the Tide were to play the Buckeyes on a neutral field right now, who is favored? Alabama would be. I would say that right now. But if we're just going to project out who the best team is based on the betting odds, then let's get rid of rankings altogether. Let's get rid of games altogether. And let's simulate the entire season. And this is for me, a sports betting aficionado that loves the conversation around what the odds Tell us, because rankings, Joe, are not just projections on who is the best. It is on what you have done, what you have earned, and what you deserve to be ranked as based on your accomplishments in the season. And Ohio State has much better accomplishments than that of Alabama. Absolutely. And they have wins over Toledo, which is a solid MAC opponent. They also have another victory over Iowa, which at least put it together, a dominant victory over Iowa, which put it Mm -hmm. together at the second half of the season, had an opportunity to win the Big Ten West. So there are some other victories out there. You know, when you look at uh, Alabama outside the two games that we mentioned, they beat up on Arkansas. All right, Arkansas fell off a cliff in the second half of the season. They beat up on Utah State. 
Utah State fell off a cliff in the second half of the season with Cooper Legault. So at the end of the day, there there are not that many quality wins for Alabama. And the fact that they struggle with A&M, even though A&M beat LSU, I mean, at that point in terms of A&M, when they had Haynes King at the helm, they were 24.5-point favorites, and they held on for dear life in that ballgame. So that's why I think it's Ohio State. An A&M team, Joe, that did not qualify for a bowl, only finishing with a fifth win, knocking off LSU in that game. Joe, I think it's pretty easy to say. Alabama's five biggest games of the year, Tennessee, LSU, Ole Miss, Mississippi State, and A&M. Maybe you throw in Arkansas, who, again, just a six-win football team. The only game... Alabama covered in all five of those was the bounce back spot after the loss to Tennessee against Mississippi State. They were a 20 and a half point favorite. They won that football game by margin. That's the only game Alabama covered in, and they were booked as a favorite in all of them. So, although we can look on paper and say a trip to Death Valley under the lights in Baton Rouge is a very difficult place to play, certainly so, Alabama was a two touchdown favorite. 13 and a half was the spread in favor of the Tide. They were a 20 and a half point favorite on the road in Austin against the Longhorns, against a backup quarterback for a good majority of that football game, and they needed their Heisman winner to break out 19 yards scrambling out of the pocket to give them an opportunity to win that football game by a single point. Again, this could all be moot. We're having this conversation right now because it's our job to do so, and it's kind of fun at this moment, Joe Lisi, if I'm not mistaken. And there might be drama this weekend, but maybe there's not. Maybe for the first time in a long time, Joe, we get chalk on conference championship weekend. Again, chalk is not a resounding chalky thing when you have a TCU team that is a a two-and-a-half-point favorite against K-State in the Big 12 title game and USC a a two-and-a-half-point favorite in the Pac-12 title game against Utah. Those games are expected to be great, Joe. They're expected to be incredibly competitive down to the final whistle. But if TCU wins and USC wins, we're not going to need to debate Ohio State's resume or Alabama's resume. It's done. It's over. The top four is going to be Georgia, Michigan, TCU, and USC, most likely in that order if Georgia and Michigan win their games as well. But we debate this right now, Joe, because these scenarios have been put in place by the committee themselves just in case we see some chaos on conference championship weekend. Yeah, they have to make sure that people are going to tune in, right, number one, and get all the all the sponsorship money that they can. So to have potentially Ohio State and Alabama in the equation or in the conversation on the last weekend of the regular season and the conference championships, that's what, that's what spurs it, right? The debate, the controversy. We know that college right. football has thrived off of that for, for the, the beginning of time in terms of the AP poll and when we started breaking this down with the BCS back in the day. That's what fuels the sport well into the offseason, right? This will carry through. If there's controversy come Sunday night, it's going to carry through straight through next season until we kick it off again. And at the end of the day, that's what college football purists want. Absolutely so. And the idea could be, do we see an expanded playoff? Joe, there are some... That would tell you November. The month of November is a playoff. LSU lost their opportunity to play in the college football playoff when they got upset by A&M. 
but it would be a different circumstance if LSU could still look at this SEC title game, pull off the improbable upset over Georgia to get back inside the top 12 as a conference champion and have an opportunity of reaching the college football playoff. This game has much more magnitude than the regular season finale on the road in College Station. Yes, every game should be significant, and it still would be in terms of postseason positioning and making your path a lot easier in a more competitive game and having more momentum entering. But the idea of college football playoff expansion, Joe, is coming. We know it will happen by the 2026 season at the absolute latest. If both Alabama and Ohio State get into the playoff come Sunday, it might happen next year. But this is what it's about, Joe. And these conversations of Ohio State versus Alabama versus Tennessee would not just be for the drama of it all and for people like us and media joe to have these discussions it would actually be impactful and we talked about this joe in our planning meeting for college football today on conference championship saturday live right here on sports grid starting at 9 a.m eastern time and we were talking about one of our segments using the scope of this weekend to present what a 12-team playoff would look like given these current rankings and what things were at stake for Conference Championship Saturday. And let me just read it off to you because it sounds like a ton of fun to me where things stand, right? Here's what the playoff would look like based on these rankings we have right now. Georgia would be one, Michigan two, TCU and USC three and four. Those four teams, Joe, would get that first round by. Then the first round matchups would take place at the higher seeds home stadium, which is awesome in its own right to have a playoff game in a home stadium on a college campus. It would be five Ohio State hosting Tulane, who is the slight favorite in the AAC championship game, Joe, against Central Florida. They would get that group of five bid as the highest ranked group of five team. Ohio State five, Tulane checking in at 12. Alabama would be six, hosting 11th ranked Utah. Tennessee at number seven, hosting 10th ranked Kansas State. Eighth ranked Penn State, Joe, hosting number nine Clemson. That sounds sensational. With the playoff atmospheres of all of that, I'm a big believer in it. We'll get your thoughts on it on the other side of the break here on FFC. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every goal, every game, every point, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a game-winning goal in the final seconds of overtime or a shot on the goal in the first period. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only. Must be present in Virginia. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. 
A couple more minutes left on Football Full Circle. Live right here on the Sports Grid Radio Network and Sirius XM Channel 159. So, Joe, I presented what the 12-team college football playoff would look like once we see expansion based on this last set of rankings before the final set of rankings. Obviously, these are very likely to change given what happens on conference championship weekend, but it's all part of the fun, Joe, of speculating out the future. I'm a big proponent of playoff expansion. I think the 12-team format that we would have with this set of rankings with this year's teams would be a ton of fun to see joe what do you think i'm still a purist ben i still yeah, am a believer that that game that game last week in terms of the horseshoe was amazing just the drama what was on the line two 11 and 0 teams with the potential to win a big 10 championship and oh by the way get to the college football playoff that's what it was all about the game in baton rouge with lsu nobody thought lsu would win and they win that game going away right and at the end of the day they were they were in the mix and the conversation for the college football playoff. Now, they screwed it up last week, but at the end of the day, who would have thought that LSU with two losses in the middle part of the season would have had a shot at the college football playoff and they almost pulled off the impossible. So, I love the regular season. I just hate the watered-down product, and that's what I'm fearful of. And I would argue, Joe, that that game would still have the consequence of being not a game, but the game, a huge rivalry matchup where one team needed to head to the Big Ten championship game. And if you head to the Big Ten title game and you're Michigan in this scenario and you have the number two ranking and you take care of business in the Big Ten title game, you'll get that opening round by. So there still is incentive of winning a conference championship. I hear your points. I don't think it's really going to lessen the drama. It might maybe individually, but there is still going to be a lot to play for each and every week because you still have that chance of making a college football playoff when there's 12 teams involved as opposed to four. Joe, a fantastic, I mean fantastic conversation today. We'll do it tomorrow on FFC as well. The money line is next. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every basket, every game, every point, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a three-pointer at the buzzer to tie the game or a player that goes two for two at the foul line. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only. Must be present in Virginia. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.